Greetings, Earthlings. Ali and Jordan here, your transatlantic tag team of talkative tomfoolery. From Madrid to London, we traded in California dreams for international schemes. Get ready for a roller coaster of laughter, life updates, and the most random thoughts you never knew you needed. Hey. Welcome back to Welcome another Sunday. Back. We can finally talk over each other and hopefully it sounds good. Yay. Whoop. We have new technology for everyone who's asking. How are you? I'm okay. I was not so okay this week, but today I'm doing good. Why? What were you feeling? I was feeling extremely tired for one, more than normal, like extremely tired to the point where I hardly could work during the day and I felt like I had to take multiple naps, but also... I think I was emotionally feeling residual effects from, I think, seeing my ex <laughs> the week before. Yeah, maybe. I honestly it could be, know. yeah. But today I'm good. Fresh out of hypnotherapy last night, so. <laughs> Did you? Oh, nice. Yeah, it was good. How many sessions have you had so far? Gosh, as many sessions as we've done this podcast so far. Wow, nice. And how's it going? Yeah, really good. I think... This was the first week since my first hypnotherapy session where I felt actually not as good. I feel like hypnotherapy really focuses me and grounds me and helps mm -hmm. me feel in control of my emotions. And this week I was feeling out of control. So I was able to, I actually mm -hmm. cried for the first time in therapy. Most of the times I've been really bubbly and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it was interesting. It just, last night it really was difficult, but he did something in hypnotherapy that kind of grounded me. What he called was he was anchoring me and he put me into a hypnosis state and used this particular word to, so that in my day-to-day -day life, if I feel overwhelmed or I have any unwanted feelings, then I can say this word and I, my, I can kind of get back to that kind of hypnosis state that I was in and I did something where I had to put my arm out and I had to channel all my anxiety into I had to first look at my arm remember what it looked like and then visualize it with my eyes closed basically try to channel all all the feelings I had into my arm and it was supposed to get really heavy and heavy and it was so fascinating because my hand started to feel like it was like vibrating and on some sort of like vibrating glass plate when he says you drop your hand and you're supposed to let go and my arm felt so heavy when I dropped it like I was sitting there wow and it was just it was immense yeah and then after I felt great and I felt really good today so that's good kind of cool yeah restarting the week yeah but yeah what have you um what have you been up to this week how was your week um very very quiet I mean of course I had plans every day as per usual <laughs> yeah but it was a it was a chiller week, you know. I think I just feel August. August is always a slow month in Madrid in general. So I just feel the calmness that no one's around, just calm, chiller plans. So yeah, I went to lunch with friends, dinners with friends, but very chill vibes, you know. The restaurants are half empty. So that just the energy feels different in the city right now. I don't know how to explain it. Interesting. But yes, yeah, so I've been focusing on things related to myself, decluttering my house. I can already feel the difference with just. The little bit that I've done so I just know I'm gonna feel a lot better once I'm done I guess you're never really done but because it's so funny I watched the video on TikTok this week and there was this girl who was decluttering her house but she had so many things and I I even just felt anxious watching her video 
And I was like, oh my God, wow. Like, yeah, it really does give you anxiety having so many things. And there's tons of studies about how having more things like just doesn't lend to a calmer brain, I guess. So, so yeah, so I'm really focusing on that. Awesome. And yeah, not too much more, I guess, um, continuing with the artist's way, which we discussed last week. Yeah. Uh, this week was hard for me. I don't know. I felt, I felt weird, but. Tell me in what way. I, I mean, I couldn't bring myself to do all of the, the morning pages. I did maybe like three days out of the seven. Okay, that's a good start. Yeah, it's fine. It's not obviously it's not perfect, but I tried to continue. But I did take myself on an artist date. Ooh, where'd you take yourself? Okay, I went to um, a department store and went to the art section, which I never go to. Fun. And so I was just like, okay, I had no ideas in mind. I just went in there and was like, okay, what's calling to me? And the paint called to me. Nice. So I was like, okay, I feel like I need to paint. And wow, I did it today and it was truly the most humbling experience. <laughs> I'm not an, a painter right now. I mean, I'm a painter in the, in the sense of I have something that has paint on it and I've created something, but not what I was expecting. It's so hard to connect paint uh. to like what's in your brain. Like I have a vision in my brain, but like getting the paint to do what I see in my mind is so difficult. So respect to all the painters out there. It's interesting. I saw your picture and I thought one of them or the, the bottom one that I saw looked like a really mm-hmm. cool, almost like a palm tree leaf or something like that yeah intentional yeah yeah okay nice yeah it looked really good actually I thought it looked cool yeah but like okay so I mean you know how artists in general always say that they all they feel like their work is never finished yeah that's how I feel but then you have like an anxiety of like okay but if I it looks okay right now so if I add something else I have I run the risk of messing it up completely yeah so that's where I'm at with that one like I know it's unfinished yeah but then I'm like okay it looks good ish yeah so I'm in that like limbo of I'm afraid to add something in case I truly mess it up, which happened with like five of the other ones I did. I think I did like six paintings Aww. today and they were all really bad, but it's okay. I, I actually think I'm going to hang them in my house. And so I don't know. I just kind of like bringing art into my house. That's like another thing that I want to focus on Yeah, is putting more art in, in my house and hanging things. And mm. I brought home uh, a painting my dad did for me when I was a child, like from LA last time. And I finally hung it. Oh, that's cool. And so I'm so happy to see it hung in my living room. I love that. Well, it's all about starting anyways. doesn't matter. As we talked about one of the other weeks, when you start something new, you're not always the best at it. But this isn't about the, the artist's way is about playing. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be you know some amazing incredible thing yeah. you just went with your gut mm-hmm. and took yourself on an artist date and played and had fun so that's awesome yeah and it was fun like it was fun doing something with my hands like I feel like my art is more like visual like I really love photography I love like videography yeah things with like sounds to it yeah so it was really interesting doing something with, like actually using my hands and like using like hand-eye coordination in that sense of like drawing or painting so it felt like good that's really cool. I did kind of a half art uh, artist date this week. Oh no! What tonight? If we finish this soon enough, I'm probably gonna grab my modeling clay and attack that. But uh, what I did was I went to a department store, actually Fine. a famous department store in London called Liberty, and I Ooh. just wandered. And it's this really cool old wooden building inside. So in the middle of the entire building, it's kind of a big staircase thing you can it's not even a staircase it's just open so you can kind of look down on every floor Mm -hmm. right to the bottom and on the sides it's untraditional in that there's like product in every hallway 
around that railing and then in these little pockets of rooms and each floor is something different so it's high-end fashion to really cool um unique interior design carpets um tapestries so i just kind of walked around and gave myself some inspiration around what's out there around design in general so looking at really cool interior couches and beautiful um persian rugs to beautiful dresses and things like that so just kind of feeling myself on an inspo date of what's out there i mean like what she says is like it can be anything that inspires you and you know what yeah. I mean? So it's just like getting yourself out by yourself and in that inspired headspace. So yeah. like that that's valid. That sounds like a complete artist date. Why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. I had like another sort of artist date, which it was not intentional. I didn't go into it, but I was inspired by it. And it was, I was on my way home from meeting a friend from coffee and I just decided to take a detour. Mm. And so I walked through a neighborhood that I don't really walk through because there's not really a reason to walk through this neighborhood. There's nothing there. But all the buildings were like super old, um, well, Spanish architecture. Yeah. And it was just so stunning. And it was just like one of those like pinch me moments of like, oh, I'm in Europe. I don't know. I just felt so inspired. I took pictures of the buildings and like the details that I loved. And so it, it wasn't an intentional artist date, but like I just felt so inspired at in the moment. Yeah. And then I walked across the park by myself as well. I took my shoes off and like was like grounding. Mm-hmm. I touched the grass, touched some grass since it's hard to touch grass when you live in a city. So I did that today too. Yeah, it was, it was also inspiring nice that's uh, that's a pretty much full-on artist date i would say as well even though you didn't intend to it had the same purpose yeah nice i enjoyed it yeah yeah so what about you how was your week yeah so i mentioned obviously it was a bit of a funky week for me um not a ton happened throughout the week i pretty much just worked took naps and um you know nursed my wounds through my morning (laughs) journaling practices morning pages nice Kind of my notables was I did another week, my second week of volunteering. So that was really oh, nice again. I really love it. That's so cool. Yeah. And I am still kind of trying to think about how I can build upon it because it feels mm-hmm. nice and fulfilling, but I think I'm wanting even more. So to be determined what that looks like. After the volunteering, I was working. I, I basically take off the morning and I get to use some of my volunteer days from work where the volunteering is it's nearby this huge westfield mall uh in in the east of london so i pretty much hung out there all day and sort of enjoyed my work from home at the mall (laughs) so i Mm -hmm. had like a really nice steak lunch i treated Mm -hmm. myself and i sat outside in the sun all day working and then what day was that this was thursday that's so funny i also had steak on thursday oh my god look at see sinking i love it cute and then i ended up just kind of spur the moment i was waiting for my friend to get back later in the evening to go to her house so i just decided you know what i'm gonna go see a movie i'm gonna take myself on a little date and i saw this movie it was so Mm -hmm. funny i think it's called joyride it's basically a cast with all asian actors and it's it's a comedy all women as well it's really funny. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. It's with that girl, and she's the one Never from heard Emily in Paris, the Asian one. Oh, okay. I laughed the whole time. I really enjoyed it. The popcorn was ace, um, <laughs> which was like very important. You know, I judge how good a movie experience was by how good the popcorn was, and it was really good. Wait, can I tell you something? Yeah, of course. When I saw the Barbie movie, I was excited to eat caramel corn. So I went into the theater thinking there was going to be caramel corn because every Spanish theater has salty popcorn and then caramel coated popcorn. 
I got there and there was no caramel popcorn. And so I, I feel you. Uh-huh. Like I had the whole experience in my head. Like I'm going to be watching Barbie with caramel popcorn. Nothing. I was so disappointed. So I feel you. Wait, caramel popcorn? Is yeah, that it's good? Like, it's like the caramel coated. We have that in the States as well. Not at theaters, but like in supermarkets or you know what I mean? I'm shocked. Do you mean like like kettle corn? No, not kettle. Like literal caramel on it. Like oh hard. My it's like caramel coated. And that's yeah, just standard. So, good. so it's salty and then caramel popcorn. Yeah. And it's standard in like all theaters. Wow. That's so weird. I wonder why. Yeah. And yeah, and so I was so disappointed. So I feel you about that. Like attributing the popcorn attributes to the whole vibe of your experience. Oh, yeah. Make or break for sure. And then on Friday, um, I've been trying to basically get two of my friends, the, the friend who I stayed with and my other good friend to meet and kind of hang out together because they live 10 minutes away and they're both sort of new to this area and don't really have many friends nearby. And they're honestly very similar in personality, like very outgoing, very funny. So I just think I just know I'm, I'm like pretty much trying to set them up. Um, mm-hmm. So we ended up what they she, my friend ended up coming over to her house and we had just the cutest night. We did um, bonfire in her outdoor she's just such a cool outdoor space we did that and roasted marshmallows just talked about life like music it was it was so cute oh my gosh i'm so jealous that sounds like my perfect evening just friends like fire sounds chill yeah we had such a good time and got a bit drunk (laughs) fun yeah and then just actually today pretty much the only other thing i did my friend i hung out with another friend this morning we went out to breakfast and then walked around my neighborhood and went and sat at the park and just talked and hung out um, and had really good deep chats. I feel like a lot about she she also started the artist way. I just joined, uh, added her into our group for nice. for those listening. I pretty much have I'm like on my uh, the artist way missionary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, to our listeners. I was telling Jordan she's like a disciple slash missionary for the artist way. She is just getting people in left, right, and center. I know. I honestly, someone Love someone it. asked me, "Oh, are you doing affiliate links for for the book?" Yeah, and I was literally. like, "No, but I should because I've literally bought like literally. <laughs> three of them, and I've and I've encouraged another two to buy." So that is so funny. You are. You should be having getting paid for this. I know, but it's just so amazing. And honestly. I just keep thinking about all my friends and where we're at in life. And I think a lot of us, mm-hmm. maybe it's our age, you know, being 30. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just in general what's happening in the world. I don't know what kind of star alignment's going on. But I think like we're all really reflecting on our lives. And, and I see a lot of my friends feeling stuck in some way. Not everyone, but in some way having this desire to, I don't know, evolve their job, career, life. Just in some way not able to take that step. And I feel since I've discovered the artist way, I think it's just such a great opportunity to focus and find your purpose and understanding. Yeah. So basically, I started a WhatsApp group for everybody where we can kind of yes. hold each other accountable. And actually started with Ali, uh, mm-hmm. just kind of talking to me about some of the tr- like difficulties she was finding in one of the exercises. And I was like, wait, we should be putting this in the group because we can help each other. So yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty much my week. So we should we get into some of the things that we've been thinking about during this week of reflection and everything? Yeah, I feel like this week's been a big one. So I'm sure we both have a lot to say. But what are you sort of thinking about at the moment? Okay, I feel like mine aren't that deep like yours, maybe. But yeah, I I feel like mine have been quite 
related to the artist way just because that's where my focus has been this week it's been work and then outside of work I've been focusing on getting in touch with my creative side so I'm so happy yeah me too it's exciting so yeah so this week I was thinking a lot about muses and how back in the day I feel like every great artist had a muse yeah whether that's like I don't know a fashion designer who has their uh whatever their muse for their pieces or a, a musical artist writing songs about the same person over and over again it could be anything a, a painter and so it's like who are people's muses nowadays sure. you don't see people coming out and saying oh this is my muse or seeing it like reflected in their work time and time again yeah can you think of anyone who has a muse i feel like um beyonce is jay-z's muse <laughs> i don't know do you think so i i feel like i can't i can't pinpoint it but i do feel i've read stories or have seen people do interviews where someone's sort of been their muse in a way but I guess back in the day muses were typically one person for a long period of time like it was their inspiration yes and I feel now there's so many muses muses aren't just for one moment I feel like we pull from I don't know I don't know if you can use just inspiration interchangeably with muses but I feel like what even is a muse? Is it, does it have to be long-term or can it be something where? No, I mean, no, but I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know how like, maybe I'm romanticizing the concept of a muse because back in the day, maybe it's like, cause now we have so many options yeah. that people don't just stick on one person. Yeah. Like they could find another muse tomorrow on Tinder if they want to, you know what I mean? Where it's like people move super fast nowadays. Yeah. Maybe so we don't stick on anything. Maybe long-term. maybe Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. He's written a lot of songs about her for her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're a long-term like couple, so possibly. I mean, I don't know because it's not like he comes out and says, "Oh, she's my muse." But that's what I'm saying. Maybe just like the concept, and we just don't talk about it as much anymore as they would do it back in the day. If I can think of like famous muses, I would I would think of like the first person who comes to mind is Frida Kahlo. Okay, just because she's in so many paintings and like artwork that people like. She was. At that time, I feel like a lot of people's muse, and also like modern day Marilyn Monroe, she's in so many That's things. Interesting. So many people paint her, or photographed her, or if you were to go to like a generic store to buy digital prints, she's gonna be in one of those pictures. Is that a muse, or is it just replicated? No, it's, it's definitely replicated. I'm just saying like. That's someone's, that's people's like inspiration because muse is just someone, sure. something that inspires people. So if people are putting that in their their house for some reason, they're being inspired by that. Otherwise, why are they putting it on their their walls? You know what I mean? Like, so I would think of her as like maybe the one of the last modern day muses where she was everywhere. I feel like maybe Kate Moss also because like a lot of designers would choose her for their lines and they'd want her to be like this top model. And Yeah, interesting. I kind of want to look up like muse definition just because I'm curious I mean, it's just a point of inspiration for an an artist or a creative. A creative artist, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I remember like one of my good friends, she's absolutely stunning. And I had another friend who came out with a fashion line and she chose our friend to be her muse. And she's like, oh. I want you to be the face of everything. Like all my designs, I just know they'll look good on you. And so I was like, that's wow. super cute. Like, So that's her muse. Yeah, it was definitely her muse. Well, you know, I guess maybe people create stories. So there's definitely been films where someone's written something knowing somebody was going to play a part or or based on them yeah so I guess yeah people do like modern muses do exist I think we just it doesn't exist in the same capacity where it was the muse for I don't know 10 15 20 years yeah maybe I'm just a nostalgic romantic and I want us to bring back the concept of muses I mean what would your explicitly tell everyone who what your muse does it have to be a person though can it be something else I think I mean, I think traditionally it is a person who inspires another person. Okay. 
maybe maybe the technical def- definition could be something else but i feel like if not it would just be called my inspiration was xyz yeah. not my muse is i think a muse is limited to people yeah inspiring people but i am i want people to bring it back i want to know who everyone's muses are and who things are based off of i don't think my personality would ever have a muse in the same way that i don't have a favorite movie or a favorite anything okay i think i like too many things that one person couldn't fulfill the creative engine that my mind sort of needs to be creative Mm -hmm. i think i definitely could bring back muses (laughs) for myself like when i think of things i definitely think of specific people playing the parts in my head or wearing a certain thing if i'm thinking of like a look yeah when i'm thinking of photographing something i'm like oh i want this sort of look and i think of a specific person okay yeah so, yeah i definitely am a person who uses music like i get inspired by other people i definitely am inspired by so many things but and and people you know if i see something i'm i'm inspired it, it sparks something to think of something else however just one person nah but actually i think this is very true to both of our personalities in the sense that i in general love pop culture and celebrities more than you personally do and i think i love it because they inspire me and i just look to them as like references yeah and you are more of a creative like i don't know where personally you are pulling yeah your inspiration from but it's never i mean from what you've told me it's not people as much as probably me where i'm always talking about people and things that are happening so interesting yeah it suits us it's cool to that this journey that you're on is kind of getting you to think about lots of different facets of being an artist and in general being creative and how we can find more creativity and maybe for you you want to bring back the muse to do it who knows and the inspiration yeah Yeah. i I think it was just because i was thinking about my inspiration for things and a lot of the times it's people are like man-made things yeah i get i got you so what have you been thinking about this week so one thing i not even have been thinking about but the other i mentioned that me and my friends we were hanging out and all chatting around the bonfire and listening to music and one of my friends brought up this point and I feel like it goes back to some of the conversation we had in the first week and also last week last week's episode about purpose on the topic of purpose my friend was bringing up how she had seen this video on I think it was Instagram something like that this guy was talking about how you can find your purpose and I know you were talking a lot about like how we tried to figure out our values right so that was like one thing we did two weeks ago and this there was this exercise where he suggested you should ask your friends all different kinds of friends that you have not your family not your partner because they won't typically give you a super honest answer or even their answer might be a bit skewed but asking your friends what it is about them that makes them want to be their friend he was saying that the you can kind of keep asking different people and the more you reduce it down to the true reason why so not just like we have fun together right a a really core if you keep pressing them you know but what about being fun what is it that that makes you keep coming back as my friend that brings that attracts you to me that thing and those different things that your friends say is supposed to lead you to what your purpose is actually about. We ended up doing this exercise just for fun and we were kind of going around and sharing with each other what we thought about why we were each other's friends. And I know for instance, with one of my friends, if I truly thought about her and what she, what I think about when I'm with her, it's this feeling of she always brings out the real me because she's so authentic and she's so kind of unapologetically herself 
it forces me when I'm around her to just be honest and true, to feel free to be myself. And I really like that, you know? And so in, in a way, helping people to feel and be themselves potentially is her purpose is what it's sort of saying. That would be something really cool to kind of continue to do with my friends all around. And I thought maybe. So why don't you do it with me? Yeah. So so maybe I'll say a couple things and then we can we can try to understand the, the deeper root of it. Do a bit of a stream of conscious thought here. There's something about you that I just know you're super honest. You have in some way my best interest at heart. Like I know I can tell you anything mm-hmm. and you be blunt with me and honest with me in a way that I know it's not your will or your interest in what you think I should be doing, but you you can assess like any scenario. And I just feel like I can be extremely open with you and honest, even if you're judging a little. I just feel like still there's there's like a... A non-judgment in a way. You've always been somebody who I felt I could keep my secrets with. That's funny because that's one of the things that I'll always remember this moment. In high school, one of my friends opened up to me after like four years of being her friend that her brother was gay. And she had told our other best friend before she had told me. And I took it so personally. And she's like, I just thought you would judge me and my family for this. And I took it so personally because I'm like, for myself, I feel like I don't judge anyone in any way. Like, of course, if my friends do something, I'll judge them in the sense of like, oh, I want better for you, but not judging them as if like, I'm going to change my opinion on them. You know what I mean? It's more like, I want my friends to be the best versions of themselves. Yeah. So that's funny that you say that because I feel like that is one of my things that I don't judge my friends or anyone really. If I'm sort of judging myself, I might wait to tell you something slightly delayed. However... I just know we'll end up talking it out and you'll hear me out and you won't you won't give me a ton of shit for it necessarily but yeah so I would say like that's one of them and then the other one I think just like a kinship in our in our mentalities I think you're so open to experiencing things and so open to exploring like you're equally curious and curious about the world and curious about people even when I think about introducing you to people in my world, I just, what I, I think I really admire about you is I know you're just so good with people. Anybody you meet in any room, you're going to be able to kind of hold your own, but equally with curiosity that you have, you know, and, and it's not pretentious or you trying to sort of put on interest. And I, I really admire that. I think you're so good at that. And maybe in some way, when we, when we can come together, because obviously our relationship is more unique in that we don't spend all like every day together because we live abroad in different countries. But I know when I'm with you, I enjoy also sort of seeing how you interact with people. And in some way, you sort of push me to engage a little bit more and be more outgoing than at times my introverted side of me doesn't want to be. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to see how well you are in dynamics with people. And I think part of me really admires that about you. Oh my gosh, thank you. I feel so flattered. I guess when we we think about purpose, I I can imagine that like like there's something in your purpose I believe that is de- in dealing with people and communication with people and somehow kind of pulling together different groups and finding common ground in some way. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it's a lot to take in, but yes, I believe I'm a people person. I know I'm a people person. I I thrive in social environments, which is partially why I'm always with people that I have so many friend groups. So I know there's something in that as well. But yeah, I don't know exactly what it is. 
but like those are the, the times I feel like most energized and charged is when I'm around different people. So yeah, I don't know what it would be. Maybe something with like building a community of some sort or yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure, but it, it definitely is like a social in person kind of thing, whatever that be. It's rooted in you though. You you're like the calming connection, right? You are the because I think, man, how does she get along with so many people? How does she feel comfortable talking with all these types of individuals, weaving mm -hmm. in and out in a way where it doesn't seem like you're feeling uncomfortable or even that you don't relate? I think people tend to like you more. <laughs> than they like me in my opinion that's so funny you know off the bat you know just like you have again you say you have so many friend groups and I don't think that many people could like me because I oh that's a lie no but I just I don't think I can get along in a deep way and I think you can find commonality in a way where everyone feels sort of seen that's true so yeah. maybe there is something in that yeah yeah mm -hmm. wow thank you that's so nice like I really appreciate that and I actually like love that you should continue asking other friends too because i'm curious how that all adds up and how many yeah. of the similar types of things people say when they feel compelled to be your friend yeah interesting yeah so now i have to tell you about you okay well my first one that comes to mind and i've told you this before maybe even on the podcast but is the fact that you're not afraid of other people's judgment and i love that about you like you're always like oh who cares and you've told me i it sticks with me because you've told me several times like why do you care what people think like who cares we don't know them or who cares whatever and I'm like I care and I don't know why I care but like I definitely do and so I think about it and I'm like how is Jordan just so like you're in you're more introverted than me yeah but at the same time you just don't care about not in a negative way but you know you don't care about other people uh, people's opinions you'll still be true to yourself regardless and I'm like a bit more reserved in that sense of like showing myself yeah like I'm like kind of like okay people need to show me themselves hey. their selves first and then I'll show you them me so but you're more of like oh i can be myself everywhere and i'm you're not that i'm not consistently yeah. myself but i'm like a little bit more reserved than you are and you're more free in that sense so i definitely admire that about you and i try and follow soon i try and be like okay i need to get over it like i don't i shouldn't care it doesn't make sense for me to care especially <laughs> with, with people i don't know which you're always like we don't even know that who cares and i'm like yeah i, don't know, I just feel weird like so yeah definitely something i admire about you and then, and then what you told me before also, um, that nice. another friend of yours told you was that you're generous, which I also admire. And actually that was one of my, um, new year's resolutions was to be more generous mm -hmm. just because I don't know why I'm not. It's not that I'm not, mm. but I, it, it's, it's not like it's going tit for tat. It's more of like, I actually don't know where it comes from, but you're definitely more generous in general, like always doing favors for people or I don't know you just go out of your way like to accommodate other people and you're like an amazing hostess and yeah so I definitely admire that about you when you when you think about that like I'm curious if that's the thing that you're like oh I want to see Jordan is it that or is it or is it something else or um, is it that oh you what mean you, like, like what two draws me to be like oh I need to continue being I think well I mean in part it, in part, yes, because yeah, I'm like, oh, like, those are two qualities well, yeah. that like, I what admire. What brings me to you? And it's something I can learn from you. So, of course, it's something that I'm like, oh, like, I love having this person with these values in my life because I can learn from those. Because like, those are two things that don't come intrinsically to, to me. So, yeah, definitely. Of course, then another thing is that we have fun. Yeah. Like, we're always being silly. And okay, cool. so I love that as well. It's kind of carefree yeah. with other friends. It's 
or I don't feel comfortable maybe being as yeah mm -hmm. that's a that's a big one the carefree I do feel carefree in a way yeah I think especially because we've been friends for so long there is this we don't have to try to be anything we don't have to try to yeah even cultivate in our the friendship most positive way it just kind it of just is, is now <laughs> and so we can be yeah it just is yeah honestly I mean and I think you you obviously if anybody's been friends with anybody they've known from childhood typically it is a more unique relationship than other relationships you create as adults yeah but I think that is kind of that in a way like sometimes it's a breathing space where we don't have mm -hmm. to be I don't know thinking oh you know if I show my vulnerability they'll think this or oh I don't want to put my shit on to you because you know you've got your own shit or you have your other friends I don't know I just it, it does feel like we can be kind yeah. of carefree and laugh and say whatever we want and yeah I don't know if that is just because we've been friends for so long or if that genuine genuinely is us like a quality that I look for in you, you know what oh, I mean okay. Where you said what is a quality in you that I admire that like makes me want to be yeah. a friend and I don't know if that's like a quality because it wasn't like that obviously day one like being fun no. yes from day one but like the getting comfortable and being able to do everything that's like I feel like that's something that's been fostered throughout many years of friendship yeah. maybe I don't know because I don't have any other friends for as long as you that I'm still in contact with day like or like weekly yeah. you know you're probably my oldest friend that I've had but I'm still in contact with on a weekly basis. Obviously, there's other people I could message and I would meet up for them with a coffee, but I don't talk to them so frequently. Yeah. yeah. So like, so again, I don't know if that's just because of all the years, but I definitely know that I've always had fun with you and we're always silly and we're always doing stupid things and, and you always are the one initiating the stupid things as well. <laughs> Thanks. Which I admire. No, I'm not kidding. Like, even if I think back to like silly things we've done. Yeah. Like with the videos that we recorded in your house or like weird pictures and like I feel like you're the one who's like more creative of like oh let's do this and mm. so yeah so I feel like you you come up with creative ideas so I, I think what you're kind of not saying it but what I gather is in some way I create like an an opportunity for you to feel free and to feel silly and to feel creative and like almost let yourself like I, like in some way because I'm so goofy and if I were to self-reflect I would probably say this is true in most of my friendships but I am that mm -hmm. kind of I don't care and so and I am very silly and I don't take things very seriously a lot of the time so I will draw the silliness out of people you know and allow them to be mm -hmm. like free in a way and just be able to be silly so maybe that maybe there's something yeah. in that like attraction to me for me, I don't think no? that it's I lack silliness. No, it's no, it's like, not. But but it, but, it facilitates like the, your opportunities to with a friend. Yeah, but I do have other friends who are just more serious. Like I've had friends that I've had for maybe five years yeah. now, and I've never been as silly with them as I am yeah. with you. Like maybe every once in a while, but like I know, like with you, we're gonna do something weird. Like you're like, oh, let's make up a game, or let's make up <laughs> whatever. Let's do this thing yeah. that I saw online or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you're always like, oh, let's let's play a game or let's do something and you come up with ideas like I don't have other friends who would do that but they would say let's go get a drink or let's go to a bar or whatever you know they're different activities yeah. you know that makes sense though so you're definitely more creative cool I like that and I like that I admire that I like it that's nice and I I would say if I had to then 
reduce that down to my purpose I do feel like that is a purpose (laughs) yeah allowing creativity in others to bring it out yeah yeah like I do I do I I don't know I I think a lot about this and as I'm learning more about my like my birth chart and my astrology and, and things like that especially with this app the pattern app what I realize is what I kind of always knew about myself but the actual star alignments kind of confirm I kind of I don't know I it says essentially I came into this world very light and not really wanting to be of the world so there's Mm -hmm. a sense of kind of not taking things too seriously and being really playful like almost like I'm a fairy I'm not a fairy (laughs) but that that sense of kind of whimsicalness and that is the feeling I chase in life I want things to feel romantic and whimsical and kind of so unique and I really love to bring it out in people because I kind of hate seeing people be serious I don't know yeah you know yeah and like building off of what you said I definitely think you're unique because every time we've ever talked about business ideas yours are always just something so out of left field something so different you know what I mean yeah where I'm like oh interesting but like the ideas I come up with have been done. Obviously, it's not like some original idea. It's just like I'm doing it in a different way. Yeah. But yours are like completely different. Of like, oh, I've never seen anything like that. If it's like a TV show, it's like something that I've never seen. Yeah. Or if it's a like a series on something, it's something I've never seen. And mine are more like, oh, a spin on something that's been sure. Seen, yeah. You know. So like, you're definitely very very creative. Yeah. And a, a unique creativity. Yeah, I like that. But like that, that's what why I always say I feel like not like. Well, I, I, I always say that you're an old soul, but I don't mean that in like, a, oh, you live in the past. and But like in that, that romantic sense of it where you're not doing what everyone's doing right mm. now. You're doing, not like that you're doing things from like the 60s either, but just you give me like a different soul feeling, mm. you know? Because you're not like up on pop culture. You're not like, const- I mean, you know stuff. Obviously, you're not like living under a rock, but you're not like as obsessed as I do. I do watch the Kardashians. The who, I definitely but, will tell yeah. you. Yes, but you're not like, I feel like, I, I will tell you a lot of things. You're like, oh, I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you keep way more on top of the, pop culture and kind of things, even music. I'm so behind. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to a lot of music. If I listen yeah. to music, it's like moments. But yeah, I do. I do. I don't know. I do. I do a lot of weird things. I guess I watch a lot of weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. In a yeah, good way. I guess it's interesting. But that's you know why we yeah. all are here for each other in different ways because. And again, mm-hmm. with you, I know you'll tell me certain things, you know, I don't, I feel like I yeah. don't have to keep up on things because you'll tell me the kind of most important bits of information. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Really cute. Well, I like that. And I think we both should, I'm curious, like maybe, maybe like we can ask around in the next few weeks, just people we meet organically yes. and then try to figure yeah. out what our purpose is and see if we can kind of reduce down some key pieces because you know the artist way partly we're kind of pulling and creating our creativity or honing pulling out the the creative in us but also in a way like we're trying to find our direction and figure out what are the things that make us feel fulfilling and feel like we have our purpose and so if we can kind of in tandem put them together and work towards that if we kind of can understand what our purpose is I think that could be really cool and what we can who we can be and what we create in the next year could be amazing. So we'll maybe yeah, feedback. Definitely. Okay, we'll do. I'll take a poll. Yeah, I like that. Poll my friends. Well, 
Speaking of Artist Way, I know you had something else, right, that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, well, it's sort of related in the sense of um, artistry. And I've just been thinking about, well, all the scandals that have been happening in the media with different artists. And it just got me thinking of how do you separate or to what point are you supposed to separate the artist from their personal life? I feel like that's always a recurring topic. Every time a scandal happens, everyone's like, oh, like, should we cancel them? Oh, can we listen to their music? You know what I mean? Like, does that taint their leg? I mean, it does taint their legacy. But to what point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, interesting. So who are some of the can you give me an example of like a scandal? You know, everything that just happened with Lizzo. I don't know what happened. No. Oh, well, all her dancers. Well, they're filing a lawsuit against her because of, I don't know if it was sexual conduct or like, I'm not really sure. I didn't really read a lot into it because I'm not that interested in it. But I just saw all of all of the um, people coming out saying about times that she's treated them badly and that she fat shamed people. And, oh, wow. and it just kind of goes in against what she stands for. So it's just, it's, it's interesting. Obviously, this is also, we don't know the truth yet. So it's kind of hard to, you know, you can believe who you want to believe, but it's not settled, yeah. so to speak yet. It puts like a bad taste in your mouth about the artist that you once maybe enjoyed. Yeah. And then there was another one, Tory Lanez. He also, I think, is going to jail this week or who knows? I don't know. I don't, again, I don't follow. Yeah, he shot, he shot at yes. Megan The Stallion. <laughs> do you like, do you know his music? Yeah, and I used to listen to his music. Oh, and so okay. again, I don't, it's just I don't another, know him. Yeah, and so again, it was like another thing where a song this week, that's the reason I was thinking about this is that, that one of his songs came on shuffle on my, on Spotify this week. And I was like, oh. Should I be listening to this? I don't know. It just makes you feel like bad, like you're paying him still residually. And so I don't know, just kind of, it just kind of was like, where, where do we draw the line? Obviously there's certain cases where the line is crystal clear, yeah. but there's other people where you're like, oh, is it speculation? It just, it's just weird. It just makes you feel like, how do I act in these situations? Mm. Well, it's interesting because sometimes it's not a clear answer. For instance, I don't know what to think about Michael Jackson. However, I love his music and I'll always love his music and I find it really difficult to not listen and feel I enjoy it or nostalgic but maybe for instance um R. Kelly I don't really listen to his music anymore because of all the effed up shit he did but I don't know maybe it's the same like they've done maybe potentially the same thing I have seen stuff come out and in my mind it's harder for me to wrap my head around Michael Jackson than it is for R. Kelly, however, potentially it's the same thing and I feel two different ways. So it's, it's, it is a complex feeling when a lot of your maybe nostalgic childhood memories or kind of associations with that artist's work, whatever music, albeit, or art is something that like means something. And, and it, in a way you're like, I don't want this to be tainted, but maybe you you don't support the person. So I don't know. It's, it's tricky. Maybe it's like, I guess it depends what they did and how you feel about what they did. I think sometimes great art can be great art on its own, but maybe you don't support them in the same way. So maybe you don't go to a concert because you don't really want to support them in that way. But uh, I don't know. I guess if you stream a song, you're kind of supporting. I know. I don't know. I don't know. It's It's a weird, it's a hard place to be in. In the sense of like, okay, there was also another TikTok that I saw related to it this week. And it was a person saying, I'll never regret any of the tattoos I got. If this, it was a guy who had like maybe six tattoos related to a certain musical artist. I don't remember who it was. And he said, if this musical artist in five years gets convicted of X, Y, and Z, 
I will not regret the tattoos I have because those tattoos that are related to this artist, I think it was like maybe song lyrics or something. He's like, that song got me through a huge moment in my life and that will never change. That the fact that in that time period, if it was 10 years ago, that song helped me through that time. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, for instance, you could enjoy Power Rangers, okay? But there's been this massive curse on the Power Rangers from way back, like Power Rangers back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And one of them became a murderer and he murdered someone you know but you 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 wouldn't not watch that because you're like oh my god he murdered someone one 20 years later oh my god so i feel like some stuff can sort of remain what it was because it's not a comment on like watching yeah. that isn't a comment on like how you value murder or not murdering i think certain types of artists because and especially maybe it gets tricky in this in this respect so artists these days they're their own brand Mm -hmm. they literally cultivate this whole persona this whole world that's all about them you know and their values and what they believe and and it's their vision yeah you know and so let's say you're in your 20s and you paint this beautiful portrait and it's about love and then 20 years later i don't know you have some weird mental breakdown and you have some disturbing thoughts and you paint some disgusting thing and you end up doing something disgusting it doesn't make that picture from the past now disgusting. You know what I mean? It's that person. So it's like whatever their work is in that moment, maybe that body of work that reflects the negative thing they've done, then maybe, you know, that can be bad. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen the stuff about Lizzo. And it's interesting to hear that she's body shaming, if that's true, about her being so body positive. And I think in general, yeah. where you can feel like, hey, I don't back her anymore, is because she has created this entire mm-hmm. body positive movement through her brand through her artistry through her like choosing certain dancers and saying hey i'm i'm like a bigger woman and i'm beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah and then if you hear her saying the opposite or shaming people to me that's kind of a lie or kind of exposing the reality of how she sees yeah what her actual viewpoint is and so there you can say yeah i don't back her but you can still love you know um what's one of her famous songs Uh, about down about damn time about damn time. Yeah, exactly. I don't know the words, so I'm just clapping. Me neither. But that's what I mean. Yeah, like I think, I think, I think nowadays it's just so intertwined. Yeah. That if they do have a really fucked up viewpoint or, you know, I don't know, they're into some weird shit and it is, you know, I don't know, sexual misconduct or something along those lines. If the thing that is their artistry kind of directly comes into conflict with the thing that they've done then i can see why people feel uncomfortable but yeah maybe not in other respects because let's say r kelly he had a shit ton of love songs so now every time you hear a love song you're thinking oh my god he was talking about a 12 year old he was talking about a 14 year old girl that's where it becomes disgusting and that's where maybe you want to separate from listening but if it's like something else like he's talking about riding around in his cadillac Mm -hmm. i don't know it has less of a oh this feels wrong yeah but it's also like oh i know this song is written by this man who's done really horrible things that i just don't stand for so now i don't even want to support the other songs that have nothing to do with this message yeah then i think that then i think that makes sense but i don't think their personal life is so separate from their artistry especially nowadays Mm -hmm. yeah especially since everyone's online yeah we're constantly seeing how people act so it's difficult especially when people make mistakes in their past maybe it's like one incident and then now they're canceled forever that's what's hard for me so like people can change yeah it's just interesting i don't know it's just interesting to see where the line is and like i feel like where this this kind of the 
the conversation changes and I feel you can have someone's art and not judge their personal life, I guess, is like when I think about comedians, because comedians have a specific job skill, job set to observe things in the world and sort of make fun of, to make light of. And I feel like comedians out of any kind of artist creative, they are the ones that can really get canceled by be making light of and making jokes around things and about mm-hmm. people. And I know I totally feel in this moment, in this generation, like I do think everyone is way too sensitive. I just seriously feel that way. I know people might come for me and I really don't care, but I do think people are way, way, way too sensitive. And especially in a medium where it's historically made fun of everybody. Mm -hmm. I think people should be able to have like a comedic persona to be able to make light of things or make jokes out of things and not be sort of held accountable that that's completely their belief, you know, that it's just more like an observation. I think about Borat even like he's so ridiculous it's a character Mm -hmm. but people don't you know look at him and say oh he hates these people or there should be a separation in some capacity in in that respect I think you're we're allowed to have opinions you know you you should be allowed to oh you know it's interesting we talk about this and actually you make me think of like the political stuff that's going on in America right now and obviously Mm -hmm. you and I both are kind of distanced from it because we don't have to be in America right now evolved But even with my family, I just hear, you know, so many people having certain opinions about the left or the right, uh, you know, being Republican or being liberal. And so many people nowadays are just like, oh, they think this thing. I'm not going to listen to them anymore. And I think that is that is where we've gone too far on. Yeah. Someone's personal opinion has to be judged based on like their art. You should be able to see a funny movie with a character. And not be like, oh, I can't see this movie because I hate their political views in real life. This is where I, I really struggle with it because I'm like, okay, in it, it leads to supporting that person. You know what I mean? If I can, if I watch this movie, I'm not saying I don't know who you're thinking of, like, but if there's someone who's an actor who I really just disagree with how they act in real life and the things that they've done in their personal life, I'm still contributing to their livelihood. I'm, I'm showing that. Imagine it's a complete flop. And everyone is like boycotting okay. the movie and everyone's like, I'm not going to see it. And it's like producers will not hire those people. They'll be like, look, last time, because it's, it's still an industry, it's still a business, you know, they're going to be like, okay, even though this person is a great artist, we're not going to make our money back because the ticket sales are not going to come back how we expect them to come back. But why can't you disagree with somebody and still watch it? Like, why do you have to align with someone's every value to be able to see something or to, especially if it's not even them right if it's someone else who's written a script and they're acting in it like no i know but that's what i'm saying i'm i'm at the end of the day i'm still supporting that person's livelihood and allowing them to have this platform but why does that bother you because i don't agree with them oh it definitely bothers me why do i want this person to be thriving give, give me an example i don't know imagine i don't know some mass murderer okay but hang on. To jail. i'm okay. not talking about like um like extreme things right i'm just talking about let's say okay someone who's super racist let's just say i don't i don't know i don't i can't okay. think of anyone imagine someone's super racist against black people sure okay and like that's their whole stance they'll make jokes on their twitter blah 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 yeah they'll do like little microaggressions here or there maybe they're not even like blatantly super super racist okay but that like on their social media they'll they'll post things every once in a while that i just really don't like yeah and i'm like that's really offensive to me if i'm going to their movies i'm still allowing them to have this public figure that's allowing them to continue to not think about their actions like they're having no repercussions for how they're acting sure okay and i personally don't want to be the person 
who's funding their life. You know what I mean? It's like people who don't like the Kardashians. It's like, okay, well then they don't buy their products. Otherwise I'm contributing them to their businesses going well. So they'll have more money to continue what they're doing. Yeah. No, that so makes it's like, sense. That's, that's how you stop anything in the world is by not paying those things. If I don't agree with the milk industry, I'm not going to buy milk and then they'll have to rethink and sure. whatever. If I don't like cigarettes, I'm not going to contribute money to that industry. Yeah. So it's like, it's just like the buyer power, you know what I mean? Yeah. Consumer power, which is paying those things to continue. No, that makes so sense. So it's not like those producers are not going to choose those people. So it's just like, to what point? I think whatever you feel yeah. strongly about, you wouldn't do anyways, right? If you really, if someone really bothers you, you're not even going to enjoy the thing that you're bothered by. But if you're not that bothered, then you're probably going to be able to. I know, but I think about like, sometimes I'm like, am I being selfish? Should I be reflecting on these behaviors? Like certain people, like, I'm like, oh, he didn't affect me. Maybe, maybe, yeah. You know what I mean? So that, that's that's what I'm saying. As I'm, I struggle like, oh, are there things like, just because it didn't bother me, but. Yep, it's a complex topic, I think. Yeah, it is. Oh, definitely. It has lots of levels, layers. The Bill Cosby show, for example, like you gave this example. So say you you still like it. You're like, oh, all this stuff happened, but I'm still going to watch it. And it's on Netflix. So you're like, oh, it's on Netflix. It's even easier. I already paid for Netflix. I'm going to watch it on Netflix. Netflix had to pay someone for the rights to that show. And I'm guessing he's going to get a portion of that. So it's like you're still supporting him to do whatever he's doing in life. Like, okay, he's in jail now. But imagine he makes so much money from the streaming of Netflix and the Bill Cosby show that he can pay for a better lawyer to get him out of jail quicker you know what i mean it's just like all of these things that's like i think i think that becomes a slippery slope though because everything could be anything and everything could be oh but somehow somewhere down the line someone benefits that shouldn't and and it funds something where what about the other actors who who need the money you know what i mean like in some way like one person can't ruin it for everyone you know what i mean if there's 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 a whole other cast of people who some people who probably don't even work in the industry anymore and maybe rely on that money you know and so if you just do it off of one person like the show is great not because of him i i love uh, my favorite character was that was raven um raven simone when she was a little girl i thought she was the cutest little thing and i i loved watching the show for her you know so in some way you can't like especially when it's like ensemble or a movie you know yes if you truly feel like angry and uncomfortable watching the show and then inside you know that that's something it bothers you and you won't do it but when stuff is like so long ago or or when it's in some way then you end up punishing somebody else for someone else's misgivings no you bring up a you bring up a good good point but it's like how do we get these people to not have platforms though if, if we continue to support them you know what i mean i don't know when you think about this and i don't know what i think in general wholly but think about people who go to jail they still have certain rights they might have murdered someone they might have done something wrong but they put people in jail to punish, to keep people safe, but also in some in some respects to rehabilitate. And so we're not going and just killing people and saying, okay, cool, you've done this thing. Now you don't deserve to live or to have money or to whatever. Like people continue moving on. And yes, not most most jobs, it's not up to the general public to fund their life and to sort of be popular where people want to be uh -huh. hiring them. However, yeah, you know, these people st are still alive. They're not dead. We haven't killed them. We aren't putting them on the guillotine. But also to what end do we do we just say, oh, you don't deserve anything. Go rot in a ditch. If we do like if we do that, well, we do that in society, but we don't really do that in society. And so, yeah, and I definitely believe in rehabilitation. Yeah. So. so there is a you know, there is an element. But yeah, of course, you know, you want someone to feel the re repercussion if they've done something bad. You want to see 
hey, the audience doesn't back you anymore. And I think that isn't completely our responsibility. I think, yes, especially when someone's done something wrong and everyone feels a certain way, maybe you don't continue to see things. You don't continue to support new things they do. But yeah. I don't know, some stuff, when it becomes history, when it becomes important cultural stamp from the past, I don't know. For me, it's a slippery slope to just be boycotting everything because think about everything we would boycott from the past. I'm not even saying boycotting everything from the past because I think things are in the past and they had there was a certain like society at that time and it's hard to take things out of context and bring yeah. them into 2023 without looking at how yeah. society was back then. Yes, it's so nuanced. I'm just saying like, how do we move forward? The only thing I disagree with what you said was that we don't have um responsibility which i think as a consumer we do because we're the ones who are funding things like if, if there's no audience they don't who are they playing to no one no you're right i, I think i mistakenly okay. said that but i just more so meant like it's not just down to us oh no it's also down to the people who hire the yeah people oh who, definitely you know but yes i'm saying everyone should look at how they're acting with like have their values in life and who they're surrounding themselves with so it's like if i'm a producer i'm not going to hire that person because i have a moral code that i'm following there's a lot of movements going on in the world right now. There's a lot of new things happening, new changes, new ways of speaking. There's so many new new mm-hmm. things. Everybody has the right to their own opinion. And honestly, I think that almost some of people's opinions now that were once not heard are so strong that they shut out anybody else's ability to have any sort of different thinking. And I don't think that's right either. Like I think no, too extreme is bad. Like some people just buy their faith feel certain things don't align and, and aren't right in their faith. Mm-hmm. And that is their, their complete and, and utter right to have that belief. Okay. And you, yes, any individual, of like, yeah. any one of us can make a choice based on how we align with that person or that thing. But I don't think mm-hmm. that just because someone doesn't get on board with everything new, I think that's where we start to get on a slippery slope of like, oh, they don't, they, they refuse to use pronouns the right way or to acknowledge their own pronouns and so thus we should boycott them because that's their own personal feeling private feeling but they're i don't know a big actor like if you feel sure that impacts you personally and and you're upset by that that's your own right to ignore them but i i do feel if we're allowed to have our own opinion and our own say we should also respect other people's opinions and i think that's where to me having your own personal life can be separate from your art your medium and again, it's a bit tricky when when your art is your brand. So if you're Katy Perry and you, I don't know, stand for drinking children's blood, which she doesn't, <laughs> as far as I know. Yes, maybe there you're like, okay, this is bizarre and I'm not down for this but because Katy Perry is Katy Perry. And yes, her music is her music, but she is her brand versus somebody who, you know, is a famous painter and they don't paint self-portraits. They paint landscapes. If they have some religious affinity and you don't feel that their art directly reflects that and makes you feel uncomfortable, then I don't think it's necessarily worth boycotting or canceling, per se, because you can just not like something and not partake in it. But yeah. the way that people campaign canceling people off of just having a different opinion, that's where I kind of get bothered and draw the line a little bit. It's hard to even form an opinion around like a, a concise answer to every single case. Like I think everything needs to be taken on a case-by-case basis On at the end of the day, I guess, like you said. Yeah, for sure. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but the last thing I kind of want—it's <laughs> fine. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about, actually, I wrote down last month, and it was when I was reading, or I'm still sort of reading because it's a—it's a complex book. This book around synchronicities and science, and 
basically trying to understand synchronicity from a scientific perspective and it's sort of oh i love that yeah it's 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 honestly fascinating but it's challenging like it's really Mm -hmm. scientific in thought and they really break down some really big science and philosopher personalities like Einstein and um, interesting. J- I love it. Jung, yeah. So it's really cool. And one of the things that I had written down, and and this was kind of around the time that I was reading a book as well about souls and mm-hmm. what a soul is, and and one of the things that really caught my eye, it was describing something around quantum theory. Okay, and it was trying to understand through this con- quantum theory mathematic equation about synchronicities and like how potentially to prove that they exist so just to kind of first start off with synchronicities really what that means and i don't know if if you're kind of listening to this and you've never heard of this before you've heard the word and you don't really know what it means it's really about something that has a meaningful connection of events or circumstances that are isolated in time and space and despite being separate or kind of not connected you don't see the initial link they actually somehow seem to be linked together so that's sort of synchronicity in a, in and of itself what this particular thing and I, and I found it really fascinating was they were talking about this thing called singlet state and singlet state is ultimately two particles that share a condition known as singlet state so you've got this atomic particle and it starts out as this one big particle and eventually splits into two and these two particles go in two opposite directions tangentially and maybe one ends up in new york and one ends up in tokyo okay? and now they are two separate particles they no longer kind of exist in the realm of each other but what this kind of singlet state talks about is that they have been halved so they're two halves of some larger whole and they retain a special relationship with each other even after they've separated and gone their separate ways. So what's really fascinating about this is it's this idea of they should kind of operate on their own spectrums when now that they're two individual particles, but actually they can scientifically, mathematically prove that these two particles operate in the same way and and do the same thing. So if they were to sort of measure a distance, let's say, so if you have two pool balls, you're playing pool and you shoot your little cue and they hit and collide with each other. The moment they collide, they kind of become one particle, one one thing for just a moment. And then they split apart and go their separate ways. But actually the way that they'll spin on the table and the distance they go will be the same exact way. They will replicate the same motion, the same distance, even though they've separated and and are in different places. And so what I was thinking about in this kind of really interesting, fascinating exploration around synchronicities was I feel like in some way this idea of two halves separating and kind of going on their tangential direction, but then somehow mirroring the same situations or scenarios in their respective corners of the world Mm -hmm. is this how we can explain soulmates or even if I want to get deeper into it twin flames and so twin flames they say that twin flames is like one soul split into two and so you have to find the your other the other part of your soul and you are like direct mirrors so in some way the way you your experiences in life the way you're growing sometimes the way you think can be literally mirroring in the same way, even though you might have grown up in a different place or in a different circumstance or in a different class. 
Is that what they said in the book or no? What did they attribute it to in a spiritual sense? They didn't go into the soulmate thing. It, that The soulmate piece was more of what I was thinking. They were talking more about synchronicities. But when I really thought about soulmates and I thought, and, and more so twin flames, I thought, wow, like sometimes it doesn't make sense how we're pulled towards each other. But in some way, it's like we're destined to, whether it's me, destined to have an experience that pulls us towards each other. Like, is this an explanation for it? Okay, so that's funny that you say that because I feel like there's a lot of things in spirituality that later get proven with science and it's just a matter of science catching up to what people are feeling. You know what I mean? Because like spirituality is a lot, it's things that can't be proven. It's just feelings. You know what I mean? Last year, yeah, it was 2022, the Nobel Prize in physics was given to, it was something about quantum entanglement, which don't ask me what that is, but it was essentially saying the same thing where two uh, molecules or cell or not cells yeah like molecules or atoms on two sides of the world would do the exact same thing yes that's exactly what this is quantum entanglement interesting okay tell me more yeah and it was something about like i mean i just read it like you know obviously i don't understand all the technical terms and i was just like went right over my head but it was like two cells on the opposite sides of the world they did something to this cell and the other one did the exact same thing or not cells molecules or atoms or whatever it was sorry i don't know the, <laughs> the details but yeah, a particle, whatever it was, but they did something, they did tests or whatever to one thing, or electrons or whatever. Yeah, on one side of the world, the other one reacted the exact same way. And so they're like, that's crazy that they're not even in the same space and they still are affected, even though it was divided in two. So yeah, same thing. And then now it's yeah. like showing that it was like some kind of, I don't know how they, they worded it, but it was some kind of like communication between the two uh, atoms or whatever they were, molecules were um was faster than the speed of light which in science nothing was faster than the speed of light before i don't know it's something that we could look at later but or that you should look at later but it was super interesting so i'm like and so everyone in the spiritual world was like coming out like oh my god this is like huge news for i don't know if they were talking about like manifesting and you know soulmates and just all these things that people were feeling before they're like now it's proven with science that similar things are happening with molecules and energies basically so yeah so interesting so many people who have a deep belief in spiritual world and in like in spirit and and things that you can't it's almost like a faith you have to just you feel it and you know it and you know you know there's something that exists that's like pulling us in different directions and guiding us but we don't have the kind of verbiage to explain what it is beyond you know what some people's you know religious practices might kind of explain it to be but I think it's cool just that in some way improves hey this this exists yeah you know I'm not a religious person but I believe that one day maybe in 100 years or whatever 200 years science will catch up and explain everything that people have been feeling like I'm a, I'm spiritual because I believe there's things that we don't know how to explain but I believe that one day it will be able to be explained. Yeah. So I believe like, yeah, maybe in like 200 years, everything that people have been talking, it's all one and the same. Yeah. It's, ex- it's exciting to see. And yeah, it is. What, 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 what year was that book written in? It's actually old. And it's, it's funny. I think this was 1996. Yeah. Like 1996. That's what, almost 30 years ago. The same feeling is now something that they proved last year in science. It's just, that's what I'm saying. Everything just proves to me that it's all one and the same. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I think that about wrapped up for us today. I- that was a jam-packed 
episode. Yeah, I feel like we went super deep on a couple of topics, and that's totally Love it. cool. Well, I, I had, had fun. fun. Yeah, Yay. as always. We'll see you next episode then. Our listeners, we'd love to hear some feedback on what's most interesting to you, and if there's anything you're thinking about in your week that you might want to post to us, we can talk and contemplate. Okay, well, I will see you next week. Yes, I'm down. Bye. See you next week.